This is Mary, reporting from the Youth Media Center at SLB Radio. I'm 15 years old and in ninth grade at Lincoln Park Performing Arts Charter School. And my favorite movie of all time is Clueless. If you don't recognize that title, I deeply pity you. Clueless is one of the most popular rom-coms of the 90s. It's a modern-day interpretation of Jane Austen's Emma, and according to, well, everyone, is still a deeply relevant and moving story, and my personal favorite. It almost goes without saying that rom-coms are undervalued and brushed off in the film world. Across media, romance and other women-dominated genres are belittled for any reason. They're too silly, fluffy, unrealistic, and damaging to girls' self-esteem. Well, I can't speak for everyone, but I'd say that rom-coms have taught me much more good than bad. Ten Things I Hate About You taught me that I don't need to change myself for love, and Love and Basketball taught me that enjoying my femininity does not mean I have to forfeit my strength. And when Astrid Leong Tao of Crazy Rich Asians said that a man feeling emasculated by your power and money is his problem, not yours, I was listening, and so were millions of other girls. At the same time, I'll be the first to admit that terrible rom-coms are out there. But it's more than that. Recent rom-coms are terrible. The golden days of the 2000s are over, leaving all the most iconic stories behind. There are unequivocally amazing romantic comedies released in the last 10 years. Again, Crazy Rich Asians, Love, Simon, Book Smart, and To All the Boys I've Loved Before come to mind immediately. But for every exceptional love story out there recently, there's a worse, significantly more popular one. I mean, The Kissing Booth, Purple Hearts, He's All That, Tall Girl, for God's sake, got a sequel, and the conflict in that movie was that the main girl was too tall for all the boys in her school. I mean, come on. So what's the difference between a good rom-com and a bad one? In a bad rom-com, the romance is the main character, and the girl is a secondary character. Every action, relationship, and joke is to further the romance. In a good romance, the girl is unequivocally the main character. The plot is still 100% romance. That's what makes it a chick flick, after all, as opposed to a coming-of-age story. But everything molds itself around her. In The Kissing Booth, the conflict starts when Noah, the love interest, suddenly notices Elle, the main character, as someone attractive. Elle does not do anything to set off the story in any way, shape, or form. The Kissing Booth, in my opinion, is a bad rom-com. In contrast, take to all the boys I've loved before. The plot starts when the main character, Laura Jean, writes a series of love letters to all the boys she's loved before. Her sister mails the letters out for the drama, sure, but Laura Jean is the one who takes it a step further by kissing one of the boys. On the surface, it may seem like it's the same, but the fact is that in a bad rom-com, the main character is often a secondary character in their own story. The thing that separates fantastic stories from mediocre ones is the main character's agency. We deserve good movies, and we deserve good chick flicks. And even though we have our stash of 2000s comfort movies, we need good romances now that reflect our time period and our experiences. We deserve more rich, diverse love, and we deserve a new golden age of rom-coms. 
But for now, I guess I'll sigh at whatever new movies climbing Netflix's chart, make some popcorn, and rewatch Clueless.